0: I'm scared, I'm scared, I'm scared, let's get out of here. We can't leave now, man, we haven't found Amy. We can form a trio. No. come on, let's go look in the library. Okay. You and me.
1: Peter, he's gone. <laughs> Maybe we make it a duet? No. If you get lost, I'll be a single. Here I come, Mickey. walking down the street. Mickey. I get the funniest looks from all the people I meet. I'm a monkey. Mickey.
0: A certain something in the way you looked at me and
2: said you'd stay there, let me know that I was out of line, but I didn't know what else to do. And like a fool, I tested you by demanding things of you which weren't mine, and now I feel like such a fool. For making you call back to me. But you did it with
3: such
0: love. That you're standing far above me and all I did to you. I'm sorry now, what can I do?
4: You're listening to League Podcast, a special edition Mike Nesmith slash Monkeys episode. Uh, I'm Matt Derson.
2: I am John Hunt, and to my left is my special guest of the
4: show.
1: Well, Clay Inferno here.
2: That's, that's what I'm talking I, about.
1: Then I would also like to introduce, <laughs> welcome to the show Clay. uh, uh a special guest. I, I'm I come from the other side of the tracks. So uh, why don't you introduce yourself? It's it's me,
0: Chris Kelly, from the other side of the tracks in Abington. Yeah,
1: yeah. I'm the here. Side Junction 18, let's say. Oh,
4: oh, 15. yeah. Our Yay. friend, our friend Yo, who is the only one among us to have actually met Mike Nesmith. And uh, just so you know, as we record this, Mike Nesmith died this morning. We are December 10th, December 10th, 2021. And we were all big monkeys fans growing up. So. So there you go, like this. And we went to see them a few years ago. You remember? Uh, we might have talked about this on the podcast. And uh, we were shushed.
2: Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah. we were.
4: We
2: were. <laughs> Yo was the one that uh, that uh, that was really like, let's get out of here uh, before the show really ended because. Durson was getting <laughs> very volatile towards that guy. <laughs>
4: yeah, I, I was no, not happy with were
1: that. Were you guys shushed only when I came to visit you? Or no, we were, you shushed, we were shushed
2: one time, and then he got real mad when you showed up and started talking to me.
1: <laughs> To my friends at, yeah, so at a concert. Yeah, at a concert.
2: It was loud. Music was loud. It was loud. a, yeah, it was a concert. Like a, yeah. It wasn't like we were at the Symphony Hall. Right, <laughs> right. <laughs> and that guy waited...
1: What? That guy waited till there was like released tickets for fifteen dollars, and he was the one that was like couldn't even see. Like his seats were like the ones that like they like only sell if they have to.
4: So yeah, he, like, was he, he was kind of behind the pool right?
1: Yeah, well,
2: so were we in in that sense. But we were, we were behind this
1: back. this guy. Yeah,
2: position. that's even worse than being. He behind had a...
1: worse seats than you guys did.
2: Well, That's yeah, he had, he had three jerks behind him yelling all the time. So. <laughs>
4: well, we were like singing along. Yeah, no, like,
2: we weren't obnoxious.
4: Like
2: I've never we been were... yelled at at a concert for being into the concert.
4: Yeah, I mean, it, was I'm it trying a
1: to think back.
4: Really, was there something that we did? I no, don't think after that, then you started getting real, like fucking, fuck, fuck, you know, <laughs> right behind him.
0: <laughs> I do well, remember I... he he had his uh, son with him, his young son. So I don't know if he was. You know, trying to protect him from our, you know, comedy, our good jokes. Yeah, we did have some good jokes.
1: we got the parental but, perspective like there. Like, most of our jokes
2: know? were just references to episodes of the Monkees. Yes. It'd be like, because uh, there's hot
4: mustard on that sandwich. Ha. <laughs> ha. Ha. But you, but yo, you did meet Mike another, like, you won a contest. We also
2: right? saw Mike Nesmith back in
4: 2013. So. That's right. We saw yeah. him in Somerville. Yeah. North
0: Dakota. North
2: Dakota. Yes.
4: Yeah.
0: We saw him in Somerville earlier in the year, and then I saw he was playing in Fall River in November, I think it was. I think I asked one of you guys to go with me. Elroy ended up going with me because no one else wanted to go. Um, Um, Fall River. Yeah, I was on his um, (laughs) video (laughs) ranch. What is it? Yeah, video ranch. Yeah, video ranch. uh, His, his company there and just on his um you know they sent out a bunch of emails for the tour that said if you want to pay a hundred bucks you can meet mike after the show and it's like limited to he was like 15 people per show nice so it's so like of a on narrow sales, I,
1: center I, for I the arts or something yes yep that's yeah. where it was yep
0: and he, nice. he played a great show in a little small place and uh you know i waited in line at the end to meet him and um then kind of hung around and left him alone because i was kind of worried like one of those like you don't want to meet your heroes and have them be a jerk to you. Right? <laughs> right, <laughs> kind of right. briefly spoke with them and asked him a couple of questions. I told him that we have the same birthday, which he was. Yeah? Oh,
3: he was impressed life. with that.
0: And then, um, then I kind of was like, "All right, nice to meet you." And then I kind of I hung out with his drummer and his keyboard player for like an hour. Oh wow! Uh, yeah, just you know, talking shop. So that was talk of, drums? talking drums, talking drums. Yeah, so it was. Didn't it was you ask time. him something about his dogs or something? Yeah, his dog just died. So I was like, "Oh, oh. sorry to hear about your dog." <laughs> I, felt, I felt like a stalker. Like, I didn't want to say like something too creepy, no, but that's
1: all totally fine, dude.
0: Yeah. You're that's a dog
1: totally... walker, so you uh,
0: yes, are oh, you're, yes, you're... He had a, uh, he always had German German short-haired pointers. So then his uh, dog passed away that he had for years, and felt sorry for him because I think he was divorced at the time or recently divorced. Mm-hmm. So I pictured just you know old man. man he he should have wrote a country song about it. Yeah. Well maybe
1: mm-hmm. you did. I don't know. Yeah. Well that, that's something <laughs> I wanted to to ask you guys. Um so and maybe even particularly about that show. I never I saw the monkeys that one time with, when you guys were there. I was working, but I I did get to enjoy the show. How was Mike Nesmith's solo career and his his live shows when he played did he play monkey songs? Like tell me all about it.
2: His solo show is very different. Um, yeah,
1: he played one
2: key. one monkey song, mm. uh, Papa Jean's Blues, right? That's what he opened. Wait at- yeah.
0: he did a few songs that he wrote during the monkeys era, but he released later. Yeah, after the they broke up and he was in the first national band. Mm. But um. Yeah, I, he did like
4: he did nine times blue, Derson. He
0: did.
4: Uh, I love that song. I mean, I I didn't even appreciate it when I was younger. It's only something like really recently I'm like, oh my god, this song is awesome. Like,
0: it's a good song. There's a version of uh with Davey singing it on YouTube. Uh, he did the vocal first, I think. When they were gonna release it as a monkey's song, Davy took the vocal. So there's an alternate version of oh. Davy singing it,
2: which Sounds is the good. song that they sing on the Johnny Cash that's nine it's times that,
1: yeah,
4: yeah that's they, that's a really good version that one yeah, yeah i like yeah, that one really the, the, mickey, too, mickey the and davy do the harmony yeah.
1: that's what i put on my facebook today so if you want a nice account. so many good people played on that johnny cash show like that legendary dylan performance like he had yeah. people from all over the map like musically you know was just so great i'm gonna have to check that one out
0: yeah i think it i think that wasn't the johnny cash show like only a brief like couple seasons or
1: yeah yeah a couple seasons with they
0: had a... but it was crammed back yeah lots of good guests so good. lots of good yeah i've seen a lot of stuff on youtube it's fun to go back and look at the old talk shows but, mm. but yeah he did nine times blue he did like some of Shelley's blues um I'm trying to think what else he would have done a lot about. of blues he, was... he did listen to the band oh you know? yeah that seems unnatural that... yeah but he... then everything else was all you
2: know
0: he and then his, she his... like yeah in between yeah,
2: each between each song, he would give a song, a, a, tell a story about what the song was about, and sometimes I, I think he was just making it up. It really wasn't what the song was yeah. about, but that's just like how he sort of is. Performance artist, yeah, you know? yeah. He's weird yeah. He's the, kind um, of a
1: weird guy, but like clever, really weird. I think Not he was really life. smart as a songwriter,
4: and as I mean, like
0: he, yeah. Like he well, that tour was supposed to be the movies of the mind. Remember? Oh yeah, well, yeah. He, yeah. So like yeah. every, to him, he was like, I'm going, I remember like when he announced that solo tour, he was like, in my mind, all these songs I write are little movies and vignettes I have. So then he, he took that live and made that, he would explain before you song a little, his perspective of where the song came from. Yeah, so, so was,
3: for,
0: sorry, it, for, it, was, it was, yeah, it was good, but it was kind of like funny. And af- after he did it like three or four times, there was a little formula to it. Yeah. And then it started to be kind of like a joke and we'd all kind of giggle about it. Yeah, that here we are like eight years later
2: or something, and because all his stories be like, the like he went over there to meet her, and then yeah. she drove down the street in
4: his. Car. It yeah, there are always men-women love stories, pretty much. Uh, yeah, or pseudo love stories. Yeah, but, but yeah, we so. still make the joke years later because it was so, but it was so enjoyable. Like it was such, it was such a nice time, but. Uh, for those, anybody who might be listening, which you're not, but um, so Mike Nesmith was the monkey that really pushed for them to play their own songs and play their own instruments and write their own songs. and, and Apparently he even, maybe you guys know this for a fact, did he like really throttle a record executive or something?
2: He, he put <laughs> his fist through a wall at a meeting. Wow. Because it, uh, it, who did he? It was, it was Donnie Kirshner's lawyer or something, he's like Yes, like, Herb, Herb mo- mother- yes that's it. Wow. Yeah, and
0: he's, he um they were in the bungalows at the Beverly Hills Hotel for a meeting and Kirchner showed up with all the checks with the royalties from I think the first album. It was, like, it, was the it, was, it was
2: like it was it was like a quarter of a million dollars or something for each of these <laughs> something like that. Jeez. And then yeah. he gets and then he throws a tantrum and like that's what Don Kirshner was like, Jeez, I'm giving him this money and then he gets mad at me. Yeah. <laughs>
0: just i think it was it might have been was it because more of the monkeys came out and it had that uh, uh the liner notes on the back
2: yeah it essentially that. yeah cuz it it listed every single songwriter and producer that, and then they're like oh yeah and the monkeys are on this too and <laughs> they didn't know it came out they had to go buy it at a, a mall across the street from where they were staying at one point
3: oh, and
2: and the picture on the cover was for like a line of J.C. Penney monkeys <laughs> clothes, you know, and they, they the blue had...
4: shirts with the buttons.
2: Or... I, uh, uh, not <laughs> yeah. those, but um, oh, okay. I I don't think. No, but, no, they
0: were like paisley, like terrible. Yeah. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah I, were like, they, they were, there were more of the monkeys. They they, the, you can find those uh, those pictures, and then, like you can look at the J.C. Penney catalog from 1966 or 67 and see those actual pictures. So they just pulled one random picture from an advertising campaign and used that. it as the used it as the um cover for more of the monkeys and then yeah. released it without them knowing yeah they're they're, pretty look, look like, they look like dorks these songs are terrible so, the think, record uh,
1: company the record business back then was pretty awful too like it'd be like somebody like taking recordings and like you know putting them out without people's permission and shit like that that yeah like pretty they were just cool. trying to cash in now
0: trying to cash in and make a quick buck off the phenomenon so they and then a lot of those songs are more of the monkeys that were half of them were recorded in new york and they the ones you can tell are recorded in new york the sound quality is pretty abysmal it's just you know everything's all compressed together and it's real grainy and you can tell the difference between the ones they did in la with like boys and heart and Mm. uh nesmith songs and then you can see the other the other side of the, the the album with the new york songs are all done with neil diamond and jeff barry and they're more grainy and they, they just sound terrible and i think that yeah, was
2: there's a, a there's another mix of i'm a believer on that like ultimate more of the monkeys
0: uh cd
2: that, yeah that sound it sounds crap it
0: just sounds terrible It it yeah, sounds, like, they crammed disc- a lot of sounds and yeah. for some reason the, the new york Studios that they were you know, they'd have all the musicians in New York do all the backing tracks fly the monkeys out Well, mostly Davy and Mickey to do the vocals and it was just right. there was just a difference in the Sound quality between the West Coast and the East Coast and you, mm-hmm. you can tell when you listen to it it's you know, like sometime in the morning and and I'm a believer they're all the sound quality is just if you could put those songs and uh, have them re- re-record them on the West Coast, they'd, be, they'd sound so much clearer and nicer, but mm. what are you going to do? That's, that's how it went. And that's so that, how that's it
4: was. Then. So, when he, so then he punched the, uh, his fist through a wall.
0: Yeah, <laughs> yeah, he said that could have been your face. Wow.
4: Man. I mean, like,
1: for one thing, we should quote. I, I think point. I think
2: he, he was also taunting Nesmith going, well, if you really feel that
4: way, give back the check. And yeah, just exactly. Get... And he just walked But I mean, money his wasn't his... because he had money like right like he didn't no. need the money
2: right. yeah I, well, I mean he was making his monkeys money but i mean right.
4: even then they,
2: <clears throat> for the TV show they're making like 400 dollars a week which was okay not the mm. best but like nesmith Fine. was making more money he was like encouraging everybody else to write their own songs because he's like here's where you're making the money is in royalties for songwriting yeah, our album is is whatever triple platinum uh, yeah. and I've got and I've got uh, two or three songs on there. Well, look it I don't have to work for the next five years. At even least if
1: you split writing credit with the other four guys, you know the three guys, or writing credit with the other producers or whatever, you still make good money yeah. writing your own songs, even if it's a collaborative thing. Yeah,
0: and I think so, a I mean, lot he of he wrote... back then. Well, back then they were they were only making like four hundred bucks an episode on the show too. Mm-hmm.
3: So it
0: wasn't it wasn't like. I think the first season was 400 bucks an in episodes. I mean, that's good money back then, I guess, but it's still not, you're not a rich person. Right. So Mike, Mike would get, I think, two songs per album was part of the deal. I know on More of the Monkeys, he, he got one song. He had Mary Mary, and then he co-wrote The Kind of Girl I like to Love with another fella. So I don't know if he split that credit, but... Yeah, I, I don't know. I think he was just, at that point, with the fight and all the... Uh, nonsense kind of boiling up underneath the scene with Kirshner and everything. He was just wanting to do his own thing. Plus, he, plus he probably had a big head at that point. They're selling all these <laughs> records, and he's a young oh, guy. Yeah, that was His example was like, we could sing Happy
4: Birthday, and it would sell a million records. Yeah. yeah. So, <laughs> But it worked, because they did end up right at, you know, headquarters and, and a lot of the later stuff, you know. So they yeah. did end up you know, I guess punching that wall really out. But yeah, uh, yeah. well, they they went to the they had to go to the producers
0: and say, listen, we don't want to work with Don Kirshner anymore. It's you know either him or us, and you can't get rid of the talent if you've got a good thing going. So the producers went with the monkeys, and I, I think there's a thing where Davey said like, uh oh, we know. It's all, like, downhill from here, isn't it? <laughs> yeah. I mean, he knew he was a, it, it was a good thing, you know? But,
2: yeah. You know, he
4: wasn't really the talent, as far as...
0: <laughs> right, yeah.
2: Well, here's the thing, really, what Mickey says. It was a TV show about a group. They weren't really a musical act. The music was supposed to just be part of the show. The show was supposed to be the main thing, but it sort of went the other way around, where the TV show never got into the top 20, but like the
4: albums were selling like crazy. I mean, yeah, it's yeah, pretty crazy when you think about it. Like, and they're still getting knocked for like, oh, the, the prefab four and the, you know what I mean? Like, there's that's still the knock on the monkeys. All these fifty years later, I, I think you it's
2: know? calmed down somewhat. I think they they're, they're I think getting, that's they've, kind of
1: they've a, earned some respect over the years.
0: <laughs> you know? I think well, so. You go back and they, you look at that era and like, um. You know, even the Beach Boys were using the Wrecking Crew, and the Monkeys used the Wrecking Crew.
2: Yeah, that's why I was going to ask which sessions the Wrecking Crew were on. With
0: that, they were the probably the West Coast ones. Yeah, uh, yeah, and they were all you know the first two albums. They did you know a lot of that, a lot of those songs, and but they were with the Beach Boys and Brian Wilson at the same time, and everyone was saying you know Brian Wilson's a genius, but these are you know oh the monkeys. I think it's just the whole thing with the TV show, and their right. fan base being you know mostly young or preteen girls
2: and probably also that they weren't organic in terms of like they weren't four guys that had worked up the ranks writing their own stuff and they finally got their big break they were thrown together and a lot of people were were resentful of that
1: yeah Mm
4: -hmm. but i think it's. sorry go ahead
1: i was gonna say yo did you see the movie love and mercy about brian wilson and him making like pet sounds I didn't see that. No, I I heard uh, about it. I think you really would love that movie because basically, like, the the Beach Boys go to Japan, but Brian Wilson stays home and he brings in all the studio musicians and they make pet sounds. And uh, what's cool about um, that movie is, like, Paul Dano plays Brian Wilson young. And then they show, like, John Kizak, like, in the 80s playing Brian Wilson, like, in the 80s when all this terrible stuff happens to him. But uh, it's really cool, like, uh, you know, if you like that era of music and the Wrecking Crew stuff, I think you would like that movie.
0: Well, oh, check that out. All I right. The Beach Boys. I, got, I got into a big Beach Boys phase uh, a year or two ago.
4: Oh. Yeah. But it's, I, I think that one of the funny things that I, maybe I, because I, we didn't grow up, I mean, we didn't grow up in the 60s, you know, the late 60s when the monkeys were really. We were, were the really, TV
1: generation. That got right.
4: But I mean, we caught it. We, that's when I watched the monkeys like in the 80s. But like, like when, when you hear the stories or you read Mickey Dillon's, uh stuff, like you said, like, I mean, they were just, they were a group just like everybody else. Like they were touring and partying and you know like they were doing like when you hear
2: nesmith was there for the sergeant peppers
0: uh recording sessions and stuff i think he even was yeah he's in the the uh a day in the life video wow
1: see i mean yeah like and then they were
4: respected by the musicians and and the other groups and stuff it was only like grumpy fans it was
0: just that point in time where the hippies started taking over you know right after sage and peppers and then the monkeys weren't cool anymore because you know music was going in a different way and it wasn't going to be this bubblegum poppy stuff but i don't like when i listen to like the 60s station on Sirius and I hear some of those songs, they sound so dated, but the monkey stuff stays fresh for some reason. It's like a whole different kind of good pop. Rock band or good rock more.
1: Or good power pop. Yeah, it holds up. Wh- whatever you call it. I, I don't know what kind of music it is, but it just. It, I don't know. It's that classic rock <laughs> Psychedelic thing. Psychedelic pop?
4: Yeah, yeah. Yeah.
1: Totally. And totally like, um, in obviously a complimentary way, like very Beatles y or pet sounds. Like that stuff all has a certain flavor, like a definite yeah. to it
0: mid-60s, uh, you know, just kind of folk rock,
1: psychedelic. Experimental sounds and like synthesizers yeah, and some stuff. Right.
2: Yo, what, yes. what is your favorite Monkeys album?
0: But durst uh, and I
2: had an argument over
0: my Netflix. favorite has always been Pisces Aquarius. Calcula, as that, as is mine. That was with yours. The, with yeah. the exception
2: of that one Davy track. Yeah, hard to believe. It's a, it's a perfect album other than that.
0: Yeah. Well, I'm, I'm happy Davy got a song on there. I think that was the thing. He's like, he sees everyone writing the uh, songs on the albums and making getting the songwriting credits on these million-selling albums. So he just uh, got together with a dude and what's it, the guy from the Sundowners, I think, and wrote the uh, wrote that song just to get a I think just to get a songwriting credit. And it's the only song on that album that wasn't in the TV series.
3: Oh, about yeah, that? I never
0: even mm. thought of that. Yeah, yeah, it's not even because. <laughs> don't Call Me, I think, is in the Paris one. Yeah. He's in Paris. And it's yeah. also, there's also one, uh, Monkey Mother, when uh, Mike and Peter are playing it instrumentally while they're having dinner on the back. Yeah, yeah. So, I mean, they, <laughs> they got every every song on that. Uh, I don't know. That's a great album. And it's a good, I think it's the perfect mix because it's, there's Mike's songs and then there's um, the studio musicians. And that's when they got uh, Eddie Ho on drums. Yeah. Uh, and, uh, um, much better drummer than mickey he is
2: <laughs> mickey only plays <laughs> drums on uh cuddly toy
0: on that album It's a double track yeah um so. didn't eddie ho like mysteriously vanish like no one know what happened to him or something oh really i i contacted <laughs> andrew sandoval uh, oh wow yeah he's the he's the writer of he's like the monkey's biographer and he put together all the stuff he's like a curator at rhino records
2: he just he came out with a new book
0: yeah, the new uh, monkeys day by day yeah. um, book just came out, but you know there's there was an older version. But I contacted him. And I was like, hey, whatever happened to Eddie Ho? And he's like, oh, he just passed away. Oh. So uh, I guess he he made a bunch of money because he played with the monkeys, and then he played with the mamas and the papas at the Monterey Pop Festival on stage. Oh. Um, he played with like a couple of acts like that back then, and then I think in the late '60s or early '70s he kind of—I don't know if he became like an alcoholic and was homeless. He, got, he was from Illinois, and he ended up in a nursing home in Illinois and passed away. And I think he was—and that's rough. I think he was like early '70s. So he lived a decently long life, but he was a really talented drummer. Yeah, if you listen
2: to like "Going Down" and "Star Collector,"
0: yeah, the, it, those are yeah, intricate, real jazzy drum. player. Yeah. yeah. Um, so it's, mm-hmm. they, I wish they kind of, I think he, he played on some songs on the next album, on the Birds and the Bees. Yeah, I think so. But I, I don't know what, I think he might have been hired to play with, I, think, I don't think it was the Mamas and the Papas. It's, there's someone, I think someone might have posted a Wikipedia page about he,
1: him. I'm just looking at now and uh, another favorite 60s psychedelic record <laughs> of mine, the Donovan record. He plays on that.
0: Yeah, he was like a session drummer back then, and uh, Chip Douglas, who produced those albums for the monkeys that was formerly in the turtles um he must have known he was like the go-to guy in la to go to and um just had him come in and do those pisces sessions and he's he's great i mean like he, like uh what am i doing hanging around all those fills and oh yeah, um, oh, yeah. i mean yeah. Pleasant Valley sunday yeah um and i asked uh andrew Sandoval, like, is there any way to get like isolated backing track so i can hear him play more and i just because of the era they played live so he said it's all mixed down too much and it's all kind of muffled mm-hmm. you know, it's, it's not,
1: not really a I good way to, to hear like, his playing within a year or two you'll be able to just do it on your laptop because that's how they made that uh get back documentary they had maybe AI. Take it everything and separate all of the all of the tracks for all the music and all the different vocal talking out of these like you know fifty year old tapes. So yeah, maybe they, they
0: can go back and do be able to do that.
1: To do that, it would be cool.
0: I don't know what they did. How many? I think it was only eight tracks at that point. So I don't know what they kind of had to, you know, combine drums and bass into one track, and then it kind of lowers the quality. But
1: all right, yeah. Totally. I don't know. He's
0: he's a he was a great player, but that album back to the topic there's uh, it was just the perfect mix of, of of their songs and studio musicians and their singing and yeah the
2: production's much better than on head- headquarters
0: yeah yeah it's Lane. fuller and and more
2: confident sounding yeah so was...
4: a lot of great nismiths since we were talking about niz i mean niz niz yeah, niz what am all i doing over that mind? album and yeah.
2: i think the door into summer is the best
0: song on that
4: album the door yeah it's a good summer. one
0: yes <laughs> One of my favorites from way back then. Of
4: course we know that, yes. No, it's a great album. Pleasant Valley Sunday was always one of my favorites. Oh, that's, that's my all-time favorite song of the monkeys. It yeah, is a really great monkey song. Uh, so, I mean, She Hangs Out is not my,
2: not my favorite I still, song. I still, but... I I don't think that's the best song, but I do enjoy it
0: regardless.
4: Yeah. <laughs>
2: sort takes of you back
0: ironically. It <laughs> takes you back to simpler times. Makes, yeah, you wanna, right. makes you want a boogaloo.
4: <laughs> boogaloo. Boogaloo. Did words get covered by uh, another band back then too? Or is that, do I rem- am I remembering that? I think, I think someone else pl- played it. That was
0: a Boys and heart song.
4: I think it, um,
0: Elvis Presley has a version, but it's not that version.
2: No, no, no.
4: I mean, uh, I think it was the Partridge Family or something. But I think I don't know. you may right. All right. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, we'll have to do no, some research. I mean, yeah.
1: Check that out. TV show covering a TV show.
2: That's funny. <laughs> well, um, which who's the one that killed himself? Who's the one that's still alive? I don't know. Boyce and not...
0: oh. still alive Tommy Tommy Boyce Tommy Boyce is no longer with us. So okay. So uh-huh. Bobby Hart
2: worked as like a, a musical supervisor on the Partridge Family. So it is oh, quite possible. Yeah. yeah.
4: All right. Those guys were in. They had their hands in a lot of. Yeah, they were on yeah, I dream yes. of genie. Yeah.
2: That's, that's right. And on Bewitched, they were on that. And then I was telling the guys the other night that they wrote the theme to I couldn't remember if it was General Hospital or Days of, Days of, Days of Our Lives. Lives. Days yes. of our,
4: well, look at this. We really have the right person on tonight, that's for sure. Uh, Wait, yes.
2: Well, I see you got the right people. No, no. Abner Ravenwood is the real expert. Right.
4: He's the real one. We have Top men working on it right now. Top. Man. Top men. Uh... So what did I say was the best? Did I say Head was
2: the you best? You said Head was the best. There's only six songs on Head. The rest is all like just edits from the
1: oh. film. Yeah, but they're all really good. <laughs> yeah, it's good, good songs. <laughs> I'm not saying they're <laughs> I not. Like, uh, I or like Head. I can't say fantastic. I have a favorite. I'm more of a greatest hits monkeys guy. You know, I couldn't pick all the different albums and ever listen to them like that. But I do, I'm very familiar with Head the movie and the in the soundtrack and then just all the greatest all the great songs
0: produced by Jack Nicholson at that.
1: Yeah. Yeah, Jack um, Nicholson
0: yeah. did the put the song, the album together, didn't he? He was yeah I think didn't like Mike walk out. He's like, I don't want to do this. You do it. <laughs> and then Jack Nicholson <laughs> was the one who came up with all the parts from the songs and put a put the album together. All the, That's really all funny. The, I, I mean like when
4: I I was doing a little like, you know, Googling today after I heard of, about Mike Nesbitt dying, and I, and I there's like the top ten monkeys, you know, Mike does the monkey songs, and Circle Sky is on every one of them. And
3: uh,
2: that yeah, people is... People really like that one. Like, that studio version is fine. It's that live version that it's just like... like Them performing as a live... Essentially, they were three-piece, because Davey only played the tambourine or maracas. Tambourine, the maracas. He, he
0: played like, the organ on that song, live.
2: Yes, this is true. Um, an,
0: a- an A note or whatever you did that he did. Yeah, he
2: just played one. <laughs> yeah. um, but like they really killed it as live perform I mean, they were they weren't perfect. They were sort of all over the place, particularly Mickey's playing. But like they had a a, a, a power to yeah. that they never captured on an album because really they only recorded as a band for one one album. But uh but if you listen to that. Live 1967. Well, I think they put a lot of polish on that, but they—they
0: they have a—it's just there's a lot of power there.
2: Yeah, that is a great. great.
4: That is a fun album, actually, the Live 67.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I get, I I get pretty amped up when I go back and watch the Circle Sky from Head. Yeah. That you know, sounds great. I just Maybe. watched it the other night,
2: because um, <laughs> I associate that time, like when I first saw Head, was it about this time of year? It came out on video in December of '86, and I remember wow. watching it. At, at Christmas time, what, after we just put all the lights up, so I just associate that song with that. So every time like I put you the Christmas lights
0: up. the Transformers with going back to school.
2: Yeah.
0: <laughs> five Faces of Darkness.
4: Yes.
2: Go that's... listen to our Flint Dilly. Yeah, don't forget to listen to our second Flint Dilly interview. Yeah. Oh, I will.
4: Oh, thank you. Yeah, no problem. Yeah, um, you're Talked the all one. All
2: about Ashtray and um.
4: Dipstick. Yeah. Those are our favorite Transformers. Uh, so, yeah, I mean, like, what was the song, too? Did he, uh, did Mike, he wrote a song. So the story of him going in, and they said, that's not a monkey song or whatever. Like, he played. Oh, yes.
2: Different like, I got this song for you. And they're like, it yeah. doesn't sound like a monkey song. And he's like, but I am a monkey. How can it not right. sound like And then they said, well, we don't want it.
4: And he gave it to, was it Linda? Not Linda Runds. Runds. She
0: was the lead
1: singer of that band, the stone, stone, Stone Ponies, Stone Temple Pilots. Stone,
0: yep. stone Temple <laughs> Ponies,
1: Stone Roses, Stone Temple Pilots. Did
4: wow! Did Linda Ronstadt? I mean, like I feel Linda like, Ronstadt. Wow! A great Didn't she do "Poor, Poor, Pitiful Me"? She did. Yeah. Look at you know. It,
2: that was the great thing about being a performer back then. You didn't have to write your own stuff. You just had other people do it and you just sang it.
1: Yeah. Well, most they of could the pop stars have writing credits from like five or 10 people. Like, you know, a Lady Gaga song has, like 12 people writing it, you know? Well,
4: yeah. well right. I mean, like, I wanted to talk about that. Because, like, like, I mean, like, back then the monkeys were criticized for like, not doing their own stuff. But, I mean, now is that pretty much
1: every band
4: now or every artist? I mean, yeah. I don't and then know. They, they, like, yeah.
1: They'll like uh, Lady Gaga. I'm not trying to throw her under the bus. I think she's totally talented and awesome. But, you know, she she's might... She's a great like, actress. I guess. She, might, she might, like, you know, only write, like, part of um, a verse. But it's all, like, calculated down to, like, how many words she gets to how much credit she would get on that song so that she could have the songwriting credit as and the royalties and doesn't want to punch yeah, people in the, the wall the money, or whatever. Yeah. You know what I mean? But, like, she basically is writing is is performing mostly other people's songs or other people's contributions to her songs, even if she's writing the main song. Hmm.
4: She's probably not putting her fist through a wall saying, I want to write my own. Maybe. <laughs> I don't know. She just wants, no.
0: the, she just wants a quality song to, to put out there and make some money off of it. It's just yeah. a completely different animal now, the recording industry. It's all about downloads and not right. about album sales, so you have to have that. It's vital to have a a hit.
1: Yeah, the streams. So can...
4: But I guess the question, my question is, like, did Nez sort of start a whole thing, like maybe, or, or I don't know, like uh,
1: being the one being like, no, I want to do my, I want to do. Own
4: I own think stuff.
1: that uh, one thing you could definitely say is that he was very innovative, not just like in songwriting and recording and other things like he just he had that video ranch so that he could he's like for the first patreon guy you know because like buy yeah. you want to buy my record buy it right from me directly also, buy my book you know buy and my I, book and, I, and, I, and <laughs> re- coming up with the idea for mtv and, and everything you know like he was uh, he's a, dude.
2: credited as you know one of the creators of mtv he's he's sort of downplayed it where it's like didn't they really came...
1: want to run a television network. For yeah, and they, he, and he said he that they came to
2: him it. with an idea and they're like what do you have for an idea and he gave them his idea which they were going to be called Pop Clips I think. Right. And uh, and, pop pop and he video. was But he also <laughs> like, you know, to promote his own song, yeah, um he filmed a video as a promotional thing and then that's when he ended up having a solo hit Post Monkeys with um was it Rio?
0: Rio, yeah. The yeah. first first
2: grammy for a
0: video yeah he won that and he radio.
2: won yeah wow. do you win for elephant
1: parts too it Says elephant parts yeah, he won, he won, won the first for grammy that, yeah. for a video record i don't know what that means is that a whole album oh maybe
0: that's mean? what i was thinking of um I just yeah wrote down
1: the fact i don't know what it means
0: elephant parts are just a, a, a like direct-to-video album
4: i guess you'd call it yeah with like wow. skits, skits and stuff and, yeah was that with the batter on this bullet what was that from that
2: might have been that might have been when he did television parts.
4: Okay.
1: Oh, tell. It's like, Jerry like, Seinfeld.
2: Yeah. There's yeah, there was and Jay Leno and uh oh Whoopi, Whoopi, Goldberg. Whoopi Goldberg. Yeah. So it's got like Whoopi parody commercials,
1: Goldberg. so it's kinda of like a video version of like the Who Sell Out. Like where they just did it an artwork. He actually made the commercials. It sounds so fun.
0: Yeah, he was kind of he was always trying to be ahead of everything with technology. Like he was real into like that video ranch was supposed to be a website where you can go as like an avatar and go in and sit and watch Mike Nesmith play. Like he'd, he'd do concerts from his, from his place with a big green screen and yeah, you go in and and see him. you know, you know, you pay whatever and you go in and this was years ago before. Yeah.
1: Right. Like before when video was like the size of a postage stamp on your computer.
0: Yeah. You had to have a a pretty good computer to, to see it properly. (laughs) I'm
2: sure yeah, we
4: should either. talk to you. like back in the 80s. He was like, oh, I'm going to do movies like he was like,
2: a, Yeah, yo. he movies. took well, his mother died in like 1980 or something and left him all the money from liquid paper that she invented. So he mm-hmm. took that and then just used that to finance projects that he wanted to do. And then he started Pacific Arts Video and then he started getting into movie production. And that was like Repo Man. And yeah, what was the other night? Tape Heads, yeah. of course. Yeah. Court. Which I love his cameo in that
3: movie.
2: Mm. Uh, Skip. A, yeah, right. he's the he's the he's the water delivery guy. But, yeah. Uh, John Cusack I thinks think he's a cool. he's, he's yeah <laughs> thinks he's an ex, a record executive.
4: <laughs> no, but like I remember you telling me about that movie. You're like, oh, should, you should check this out. Mike Nesmith made a movie. I was like, what? What do you mean? No, he only does monkey stuff. What do you mean? No, I can't. But he was actually out. He had like kind of quit. Like he was done. And they were still like Mickey and Davey and Peter was still touring and he was like, oh, I'm gonna do other stuff. And he made this movie Tape which has like, I mean, John Cusack and and, and Tim right. Robbins. Like this this is late eighties,
2: eighty eight, eighty nine. So um yeah. it's before they hit big, but right around the time that they're hitting big because I yeah, I, I mean John Cusack. Say anything probably had been out by then and and uh uh Bull Durham. that was Tim Robbins, right? He was in that. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. But like they,
4: be- obviously, they became bigger stars later. Yeah. But yeah.
2: But it's got a bunch of cameos from other people. The Weird Al's in it. The guy Weird was, Al. The Weird guy Al. Soul Train. The host of Soul Train was on there. Um, there are a bunch of people that that are in that.
0: So. Yeah, Frank. has been not here right to there. see you. Weird Al's on the plane. <laughs> <laughs>
4: Different Weird Al cameo. Boy, that guy did everything. <laughs> but I, I highly advise, yeah, go check out... Um, it's It might be a little... Day. I haven't watched Tape Eds in a long time. I watched it maybe
2: three years ago for the first time in about 15 years. It's very, very 80s. But um, well, but me you know, and Mrs. Elder are always making the reference, our, my favorite reference from that movie, when one of us is in, in a wee bit of a snit. We'll be like, dick... <laughs> Don't be a cunt. (laughs) 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 Oh,
1: perfect! Great, Dick. Don't be
4: a cunt. he? No, is he the direct? Is he the official director? Oh, okay. Oh, and the guy
2: guy that plays um, Tim Robbins' father is um, Doug McClure of, uh, was like semi, semi macho, semi leading actor who never really peaked. he was like in the the Land Before Time and the people that time forget like shit B movies.
4: But do you know who else is it? Is though oh, Jessica Walter, uh, R. I. P. One of my favorite actresses. Uh, she's she's um oh, Kmart. <laughs> <laughs> she's her name is Kmart. Anyway. Mike does with behind this movie. And it's it at the time though, they were like they were like progressive because they were like, Oh, we're gonna make music videos. Like that was like the the thing. Oasis. Video Oasis. Oasis. That's yeah. So
2: Yeah, it was and- it was sort of lampooning the whole like MTV uh situation at the time and all that stuff. One of the swanky modes sang at the Trump um inauguration, so it made me a little sad, but uh-huh. the a- one that's still alive. He probably just
4: needed a gig, you know? <laughs> I don't
2: know. But anyway, you sort of skipped over the whole First National Band thing that Desbeth did for like 10 years. I
4: know almost nothing about them. You know, you don't know everything. I know nothing <laughs> about them. do you <laughs> I have, know I know everything. Do you have some info in the First National Band?
2: Yes!
0: <laughs> drop some knowledge.
4: Yeah, All right. drop some First National Band knowledge
0: on uh, it was very, it was short lived. The first national band, I, they did three albums, pretty impressive, three albums, a lot of long songs between 70 and 71. And, um, it was John London played bass, who was Mike's buddy, who was his stand in on, uh, the monkeys. And, uh, the star of the show was red Rhodes, Who was the slide guitar player, the steel, the steel pedal guitar player. I'm sorry. And, uh, they put up those three albums that joanne was on there which was a minor hit i think it was like maybe like probably came in at like number 30 25 something like that in 1970 or 71. but um the the thing they always talked about was that at this point in 1970 and 71 uh he you know no one wanted to work it was like nothing less cool than to be a monkey at that point because this is um i think this is post well, it's, of course, it's post the first run of the show. And I think it's before they started doing the Saturday morning reruns, which I think started in 72. So it was just kind of this like uh, black hole where no one wanted to work with Mike. I, I remember Mickey saying like he couldn't get work either, like trying to, you know, eat no acting jobs because the monkeys were kind of, you know, the, the, the least cool thing in the world at that point. Mm. So you can, You can go online and find like pictures of Mike. With the first national band playing it like it looks like, you know, a high school gym and there's like no one there. <laughs> <laughs> and, um, but the albums are great. I mean they sound great, and there's you know, there's a few of those monkeys so- monkeys era songs like um Some of Shelley's Blues and Nine Times Blue. Uh but they did a reworking of listen to the band. They sounds, did, yeah, yeah, with the with the pedal steel, yeah, instead of the horns. So it's it's real it's real country-ish, but it's also it's everyone says it's like the precursor to like the Eagles like all that stuff that yeah. got huge later yeah. on um, they did a uh,
1: 2019 tour it looks like 20, 2019 yeah
0: they did yeah, the first 20, national band
1: 2018 2018 i'm
0: sorry first national band redux or whatever they called it and wow. um, but they you know they, they this was 70 and 71 they did the second national band um i think that's when he did like nevada F- fighter and all that kind of stuff <laughs> this in like mid 70s and then i think at some point he just got dejected and was like all right now what's the next point and looking <laughs> yeah back i had something recently
2: where he was he he decided to quit and then the eagles hit it big and he was like Ugh. yeah,
0: uh, yeah so right, right, right at the same exact time i mean um, even like Graham parsons and like the flying burrito brothers they, they took all like you know he's like a folk hero now because he died young and they basically took the formula of the first national band and um it's it's always weird to me, like people don't give him that credit for that era of his career. Mm. Um, but what do you, I don't know? That's, I mean, I'm sure there's tons of stories like that throughout music history. There's just you know, there's the bands that just don't make it. They they crawl so that other people can walk. And wow, look at you! That was nice. Yeah. That's well, a good that's, one. You know, I'm gonna remember that. That's an old that's an old uh, music industry adage. There's all all these bands that you know that you love that never make it big uh you know then there's the bands that kind of use them as their stepping stone and say i'm gonna sound like this and then right right the ones it's like
1: it you know one probably knows the people that are influenced by uh first national band records like then they would know like the first national band records like there's probably famous <laughs> you know like Bonnie oh yeah or something you know what i mean yeah, like some, this, just people it, love that stuff yeah but like it's like that's a sign of a good band too especially when we're getting uh later in age when you're like thinking like oh i was like listening to you know why was i listening to third wave scott if you listen to first wave scott it's actually like really cool and groovy and a different thing <laughs> like you know what i mean right like,
0: yeah yep yeah, I don't know. It's, it's. It, I, I don't know. I, I feel bad for him for that time, but if you look along the, the timeline of his life, it's kind of, that's mid-70s, he gives up the band, and then his mom dies in 80, and he gets all that money. Mm. So he's
4: like, all right. I, I mean, it's, okay it's hard now. to... I mean, well, yeah, I mean, not the... I guess, like, the last few years, I mean, John and I were talking about this recently. Apparently, the last show they did, like, he looked kind of rough. Um, yeah, there was only last month not that yeah, long I mean, ago right? my November friend that
1: works at the Chevalier, Sh- like, he was like wrote like he's like r.i.p mike i just saw you 40 days ago yeah and that's, that's when it was and that my friend actually i think i mentioned it to you guys but like my friend I mean i don't know if you know him yo I mean uh but he was like playing guitar for the monkeys for that tour for some reason like he's just this talented guy it's like oh a cool. band called uh spirit kid and they asked him to come out on the road for you know second guitar or third guitar and maybe you think like i i like to almost think kind of like the way that dick dale said i'm just gonna play until i can't play anymore i'm like gonna basically die on stage not that mike was saying this but maybe he knew the end was coming wanted <laughs> to do another tour they got another Got to come in and play guitar or something. I don't know that, that yeah. happened, but like, well, I think their like
4: tour because of COVID got like kind of canceled and they wanted oh, yeah, to finish yeah. it. And,
0: yeah. yeah. And yeah. Mike didn't
2: play guitar
4: them. once, I think.
2: No, he like tour. basically sat down through yeah. most of the performance. I mean, and we saw them a little over two years ago, yeah. and that can take a big toll when you're not well two years. Yeah. Like it, 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 yeah uh, i don't know he had like heart surgery or something
0: and i think that just sort of took the wind out of his sails yeah it was like and a it, quadruple bad bypass and he yeah. said i don't want anyone to go through that because it hurts <laughs> he's like <"Bye."> yeah <laughs> Jeez, i can't <laughs> then even was, imagine and he was like really like high all the time like every time, yeah, I, saw, every time I, was, I watched, <laughs> it, yeah, I he, was, he was smoking a ton, of pot, a ton yeah. of pot and just like i don't know I, he he wasn't feeling great but I don't know how he had that energy. He could muster up that energy to finish the whole tour and then kind of yeah, drops that
2: right, extensive, extensive tour too. It's a, yeah. scene, it just started yeah. yesterday. They but then it a, yeah. Kind of they
1: wanted to make day. up wow. the tour dates. Hopefully tour that's everybody.
0: not what did him in, in the
1: end, but kind of, no. you, know, uh, you never know. That 2018 show, you know, what was funny about that was everybody was worried about Mickey at that particular show um uh, that we were at because um we had to call an ambulance to make sure that there was oxygen off stage, kind of like the Ozzy Osborne or like you know angus young that like or or even fucking uh Axel Rose like they can go and take a hit off the oxygen in the middle of their set just to like revive themselves in oxygen so they they mm-hmm. did that for Mickey at that show. In 2018, huh, huh. But I had no idea that really? Mike needed that or anything, you know. I bet
0: that's what I, I was just watching. There's a clip on YouTube of the last four songs they did in LA.
1: Yeah, I was watching and, that. Uh, what,
0: what do they play first? I think it's Stepping Stone. Yeah, I'm not your Stepping Stone. And Mike kind of dances off to the side. So I'm wondering if he's going back there to get to the oxygen I, tank. I, you only, know?
1: I can almost guarantee you that's what he was doing because I think yeah. they have those that like. Basically, like you know, on the rider is like green M and M's and like an oxygen tank.
4: Yeah, Or yeah. Kind of I'm not up. saying
1: that, like you know, uh, a younger me would be like, this fucking old bastard needs to fucking <laughs> suck on oxygen. Now I'm like, oh my god, yeah, like, I'm take care a of bastard. yourself. Yeah, exactly. yeah, like take care of yourself. <clears throat> t- take as many breaks as you need.
0: No, it's, in- it's incredible that he got through it and then kind of crazy that he's gone now so soon afterwards but oh
1: yeah did he just yeah like he
4: knew okay like my work here is done Oh yeah. like they it seems called like... it the farewell tour and right
1: yeah yeah because even like amin was like posting you know like oh so i'm so grateful to the monkeys and 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 mike and, and and everybody like loved playing this tour but he the way he wrote it was like This isn't ever going to happen again. Like, I'm not going out with the monkeys like, on their next tour. He was like, it was the last one, I was glad to be part of it.
4: Well, yeah, really quick, this is what Mickey wrote on his Facebook. Mickey Dolan says, I'm heartbroken. I've lost a dear friend and partner. I'm so grateful that we could spend the last couple months together doing what we love best, singing, laughing, and doing shtick. I'll miss it all so much, especially the shtick. Rest in peace, Nez. I mean, like, that is the best part. I mean, I love that, especially that he might didn't even write that. Maybe, who knows? But maybe one of his people wrote it or something. But I love that, especially the shtick. I mean, like, that was what their show was about. There was a lot of, Mm. like, fun stuff. Like, they they were clearly, when we saw them that time, like, they were clearly having a good time. I don't know. I think uh,
2: Davey and Mike just did not like each other. So once Davey passed away... Mike was sort of more open to yeah. perform with, although I don't think Mike and Peter really liked each other all that much. Mike talks about that in an interview that was done in Australia uh, after Peter passed away. He's like, he's like, we never really were close. We didn't really get along that well from what I know of him he everybody loves him and everybody that knows him loves him we just never connected but when he passed away and then he started like tearing up in this interview because they were like brothers so
4: sure but, like you it's like yeah. family you know and, yeah,
2: and yeah. sometimes
1: but yeah it I, seems I, like, like he Mike and feel about were really if
2: he died i would cry too yeah, <laughs> even yeah. though, even though we're not close and we hate each other
1: but <laughs> yeah, I, well, I was going to say like i remember growing up like thinking about like or like learning about the monkeys who we watch it on MTV, like and and then being like, oh, wouldn't it be cool if they did a reunion? But then you like kind of, I didn't follow it, but I would like follow it from afar. And be like, why don't they just get back together? Like, you know, they would they could probably do really well. But yeah, I think you said earlier, like the other three guys would tour or something, and I, I just assumed they all hated each other or whatever. Like, no, nah, I mean, was- Mike joined them
4: uh, when they were in LA. I remember that it was like a big deal in the
1: monkey's phantom was on mtv news yeah they, they did, did
4: the 30th anniversary
2: album together and then the world's briefest tour because mike left
0: kind of oh mad. yeah yeah i think he was mad was he angry with davy again probably 90, 97
2: that yeah year? yeah because yeah, i think that was the year that we saw them at the free concert
0: yeah oh yes, uh, yes. And, uh, yeah
2: yeah and uh and i remember yo getting all excited that they were playing Words. Yes. Uh,
0: and like, yeah. And like, that <laughs> was the first time I saw them. Yeah. Oh, really? Was, really? Weird. Yeah. Yeah. I was like 17 and loved them since I was five. Yeah. So, you know, get a little emotional. Yeah.
2: Hmm. It was good. They played well. And like, I would, like, at that point, I think Mickey was a fairly decent drummer. So I was excited that he. Yeah, was, he played great
0: back then. I yeah. was watching some of those, that stuff. Like, what's that song? Like Admiral Mike or. Uh, yeah.
2: The Whole Justice album, I think it's a mixed bag but um the playing on it is just them and uh these drumming's r- really solid on it
0: yeah sounds good but the songs aren't too solid yeah
2: nice. <laughs> L- the production is a little heavy on the reverb too i think but
0: yeah that, that special from 97 is kind of funny to watch too it's i don't know i don't know how to describe it
2: it's, i've never revisited like after the after seeing it when it originally aired
0: it's it's cheesy, but it's like just a little too. I don't know. It's it's just. I don't know how to describe it. It's I, very meta.
3: Like
0: it. I didn't like it back then when it was first out, but now that everyone's dying off, it's kind of. It's kind of <laughs> <everyone's> <laughs> it, uh, they're all like nice, healthy, fifty-five-year-old men yeah. back then. Well, like the
2: joke so, of the whole episode, of the special was, as if the show had never stopped in yeah. like an alternate universe. So this was like episode. 2053 or something like that. So they were still playing like Chuck Woolery's daughters sweet 16 parties. <laughs> yeah, that's
1: right. The MCU, the Monkey Cinematic Universe. Right.
4: Yeah. I mean, it is kind of funny if you think about now, like all the stuff now. like that they're bringing back now. You know, like the, they did the 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 full house, you know, whatever reunion. They they're doing a Sex in the City thing now, and they I, I hate to say this. I mean, they look kind of old, like you know what I mean. Like, yeah, that's a problem. And that's fine. Like, I, hey, we all I look old too, so it's fine. I look but old like, too. It's funny that the monkeys were like, if they were, I don't know. You know what I well, mean? They, they always either. put
1: young hots on those new shows. The yeah. one, one well, they do Stay the
4: by the Belt, right? They're doing put like a Stay by hearts. the Belt. Like, I feel like the monkeys were ahead of their to, to, to a new band. <laughs> uh, they did do the new monkeys, right?
2: Uh, yeah, yes. the, the totally plot. And I think there was a new monkeys reunion recently. Yeah, yeah,
4: <laughs>
0: Jeez. wow. I just <laughs> got that album just... on vinyl. Uh, oh, really, Sean Coyle bought it for me. He picked it I told him to keep an eye out for it for me a few years ago, and he showed up at my house one day. So I found it. <laughs> so. oh, wow. I don't know okay. why. I, was, I wasn't really into the show, but that whole thing was an un, unfortunate experiment. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely. What should
2: they have called it instead, Darson? The New Beatles. Thank you. Right, so Thank that you. works. Yeah. It was kind of a funny these show.
4: There's, these there's references. are references. Don't worry about it, Clay. Don't, yes. Nobody um, gets that's it. not what I'm talking about.
1: I'm talking oh. about how I don't know any of these Actors slash monkeys that were in the new monkeys. It's not like they became. Oh yeah, I don't know.
2: Like, I only remember there was a guy named like Dino.
0: Dino and Dino Jared Covis. and uh, Larry. Dino was the drummer, right? I think
2: so. He had real it's tall.
1: It's funny hair. because the monkeys Wikipedia <laughs> for this doesn't have uh, even what they play in the band listed. It. It's Like oh. not loose.
2: I have I have on a videotape a an interview with them. From Good Morning America, somewhere.
4: Wow, what was it like? One season? Did it even last?
2: Yeah, it was. It was real short. I think it was in syndication. Oh boy, the it new- was weird.
0: It was like a Pee-wee's Playhouse type show. Yeah, it was real strange. They had they had a diner in their mansion. <laughs> well,
4: I don't remember. <laughs> I think even at the time, I mean, I remember thinking that was kind of a, a lame, obviously obvious money grab, like sham.
2: That's yeah, because uh, the actual members of the monkeys didn't have the rights to use their own name. They always had to license it when they would go go out on tour. Jeez, man,
1: that show pay business. somebody
4: to use it. <laughs> <laughs> That's it. But you know what's funny is a lot of people now because now everything you can find any show and like people are like I've seen a lot of people, especially today, a lot of people going and be like, you yeah, know, that monkey show still holds up. Like their kids watch it, and their kids, twenty twenty one kids, whatever we call the generation now, like are like, oh, that that show's pretty good, you know. Like. Well, there's a show. lot
2: of like fast cut editing, you know, which is the style at the time. Well,
0: the yeah. style at the time. The style at
2: the time. There's like a lot of there's like a lot of cutaway gags, almost sort of like Family Guy esque, like the like the Christmas episode where they have. Um, Eddie Munster on there, and they're like, he's like a little, like, computer or robot or whatever, and it just shows him sitting there, and then it cuts to a computer spitting out, like, the cards,
4: and then cuts back to him. Like, a oh, t- yeah, when he, yeah, when he knows the answer to the question. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but it wasn't yeah. like there was, a, like, a lot of 80s shows, like, maybe, for example, there'd be a lot of, sort of, like, problematic issues, you know, like, a lot of maybe, like, like you some, know, there's
0: sexist...
2: Some, there's stuff. some problematic monkeys jokes, the ones where they get kidnapped by the Chinese guy
0: Uh, yeah monkeys chow mean
2: yeah and and then when Mickey goes to the writers and it's a a room full of very stereotypical Asian
0: um, people
4: but they are they're there all right this stuff (laughs) (laughs) I mean every show I guess back then is going to have some problematic issue but I think overall it's not like they were like uh, like you know you want to like I feel like everything from the 80s was like horn dog. There was always that horn dog kind of like Sam Malone or Dan thing kind of character. And the Monkeys didn't really have that, even though Davey was the guy that got the. Yeah, nose but there was a, and it was uh, always. Peter innocent. was the dummy.
2: Yeah, it was innocent yeah. with Davey, though. It was like. Pete, right. And it wasn't, he, he wasn't like betting every
4: girl. It was more like, maybe I'll get to kiss her on the cheek, you know. <laughs> So I mean, I I guess we. I mean, they didn't have much to do with the show; they were just on it. But like, it was. It's still a good show. Mickey
2: and Peter directed episodes, so and and Mickey sort of wrote one.
4: The Frodo. Final
2: episode, yeah, the final episode. Although I heard the the guy that he wrote it with, Dave Evans, I think, was was like Mickey, like just said, "Here's what I want to do in the show," and I turned it into a script.
0: Yeah, it's a strange episode. It's
2: real weird. It's just. It's all just a metaphor
0: for. Smoking weed, essentially. Yeah. I, I loved those episodes when I was a kid. I was like, "It's so weird. I'm, I'm yeah, a weird I kid." <laughs> <laughs> I go to school with like my, I go to school with like my peace sign on. And everyone's like, "What are you doing, man?" Like, I love the monkeys. Oh. Like, we like Public oh, okay. Enemy. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. all right. I'll go home now and watch the monkeys. <laughs> oh, you Strange were you're
4: a cool kid. Don't you worry?
0: Oh no, it's just you know I was like I was like a little like hippie kid. In like the late eighties, early nineties, just because I love the monkeys so much. Yeah. And then it was like a culture shock to be in modern times. I'm like, what I'm like, wait a minute, save the Texas prairie chicken. <laughs> yeah. Love's know. the ultimate trip. Love is the ultimate trip. Yeah. But then it was like a, a weird uh, you know, I kinda got over my monkeys phase back then. And then I think when Davy died, I kinda went back and was like, Wow. Like I really loved this. Like, and I think since then I've been heavily involved. Like I was telling you, you know, messaging Andrew Sandoval and watching the shows yeah. over and reading stuff about them. Got Nez's autobiography when it came out. Hmm. Um, so yeah, you know, I've been. And I think that's when we started going to see them again. I don't. Yeah, know we
4: saw them, them in Boston that time, and you remember they 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 asked us to sit lower because we yeah. were like way yeah. in the back we yeah, the cool makes,
2: guys. Was the that cool that guys. Way? The drunk lady. Yeah, was like, yeah. <laughs> you yeah, look like some cool guys. And we were all like, uh, okay, about <laughs> cool, but we're here we're guys.
0: We're... <laughs> yeah, we're. <laughs>
4: <laughs> yep, we're certainly guys. Was that the Wilbur or one of those places down there? there was the, the Wilbur, point. and then yeah.
0: didn't we we saw them in New Hampshire too? Yeah. Oh, I, that's
2: right. I, I liked that's that right. show better.
0: I think. Yeah, it seemed a little sharper at that point.
2: I remember there was, there was a very sharp contrast of the the, the three piece you know Davy Mickey Peter shows to the Mike uh, Peter and Mickey shows. Like it was much more of like a slick sort of like musical comedy kind of thing with Davy, where everything was yeah. like you know, everything Lots was of, uh, really well, shiny uh, shirts, yes, shiny clothes. A lot of shiny clothes. <laughs> um, like the '87 tour was sort of like watching an episode of the show. Just without a story. Uh, but when when it was with Mike, it was a lot more slow paced. Like they'd walk out on stage and then he'd like tune his guitar for five minutes and then he'd be like, hey, and then everyone would go, hey, you know, it was a, a, a different pace to it.
4: This is yeah, called it was- tuning. We're putting an album <laughs> on this pretty soon.
2: <laughs> Tell them we tune because we,
0: care. because we care. Don't pick it, it'll never heal.
4: That's right.
0: Um, but Yeah, that's, that's true. It was like, Dave, it was Davy's kind of animal in the 90s yeah. Yeah. and early 2000s and uh i, th- I think one of the stories about him and peter not getting along at that point
2: peter out in like, like the 2001 tour i saw them at the north dakota hat show and mm. then like the next day it kicks peter off of that tour.
4: the next day oh my god do you remember there was some comic-con where peter was playing with the 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 bluesy blues. shoe, suede blues. Blue, yeah. shoe suede blues, yeah. We went to his QA, yeah. yeah. That's
2: right. But we didn't go, to, we, did not go to we the didn't bus go
4: bus. see the shoe suede blues. Was that in Boston? It was man. like Framingham or something, yeah. Framingham, North Dakota, yeah, right. Um, gotcha.
2: and then after that, I always sort of regretted not asking him a question or meeting him, which is why when you interviewed Mickey Dolans, I made sure to ask a question and meet him. Yes. Yeah,
4: that, that was it. We were well. talking about that uh, yeah. earlier before recording. And that was that was a really fun day. When I think about like good days in my life, I think sitting next to Mickey Dillon's was is,
0: yeah, is it's up there.
4: Thinking, thinking
0: back to when we were little and how much we love the monkeys and then seeing you up there with Mickey <laughs> was pretty crazy. I was like, wow, life is crazy. I, yeah,
4: yes, life is good. Yeah, that was a great day. And I, I think just the fact that I didn't really embarrass myself, I'm, I'm okay. <laughs>
2: you got the chance to embarrass yourself. All no, you had to do died. was say, yeah,
4: oh, 50 years. And then he
2: talked for an hour.
4: Yeah. That was, And that was great. That was all I wanted. I didn't want to do anything else. But go make me talk.
0: Like, yeah, that yeah. Mickey likes to chat and say the same, uh, same saying yeah, over and over again.
2: Yeah, he, he's been he, like he's when told, uh, Mrs. He's told you he had a good time yeah when mrs elder hears those jokes she hadn't heard them a million times so yeah. she actually laughs at them so i guess it, it works that's that what sense. you gotta do i
4: mean when you've been doing it for 50 years what are you gonna do come up with new stuff all the time my god
1: yeah. i think <laughs> the before shrek doing that yeah before shrek
4: yeah <laughs> well i love hearing the randy scouse get story or whatever or the pissing on the guitar like Jimi hendrix whatever why is that man pissing on his guitar Mom? But i don't know uh, i mean on the, on the
2: um good times album there's that song where it's like I, I was told i had a good time
0: yeah it's the last song closing track and mickey's all there's left now
3: it's you know, yes. weird.
0: weird it's weird also that the good times album was done with uh what's his name from fountains of wayne and he passed away from the the covid oh really. Oh. Yeah, like, Adam Schlesinger from Found's Wing.
2: Yeah, I just uh, found that out the other day when I was listening to an interview about about that album.
0: Yeah, he did that. Uh, he's the one who I think pretty much came up with that song. He was like, yeah. "What do you? Let's make a song about that thing you say all the time." <laughs> kind of sounds like Sergeant Pepper's, and they're like you can tell it's kind of like, "All right, let's play this." But that's that was a great album. That's my favorite uh, later album by them. Not Poodle, um, huh? Uh, well, <laughs> I think it's just the uh, I think it's just the sound of pool it's too it's very 80s. 80s. It's so yeah.
4: 80s. But I songs, love though. uh I mean the other Poole, man I took the long way home. Oh yeah. Pool just brings uh, me back to a time when I like I remember you the old school yard. Oh um, yeah, basically. And I I also love um uh, that song uh, I go the whole wide world, which is a cover. I didn't even know.
0: Was yeah, that's by uh, Reckless Eric. Yeah, well, I love
4: that, that song. And, and I was like, was I thought the monkeys wrote that. A, I didn't. It was also a cover.
0: Which one? Yeah.
2: That was then, this is now, and kicks that were on oh, the, yeah. uh, greatest hits. Yeah.
0: Which Kix also was...
2: features a picture of them from that More of the Monkeys penny session. Just for some reason, black and white and then colorized poorly.
4: Huh. Got worth out of that J C Penney uh, session?
2: <laughs> They're like, what we got here? Well, I got this old J C JCPenney catalog. Good. Slap it on there. Airbrush it. let do it. Put it stock, out.
0: Stock pictures.
2: But uh, Good Times was their first top 15 album in like 100 million years. That's like, like it outperformed uh, like Beyonce or something the week it came out, which was oh just mind-blowing. God. I said that yeah. to Mrs. Elton,
0: and she's like, "Wait a minute, the monkeys?" Yeah. Right. <laughs> <What>? <laughs> that Christmas album is pretty good too. I listened. I listened to that the other day to get in the uh, holiday spirit. I remember texting you
2: about that a while back. Going, Did you know they had this? Because I had no idea this even came out. We were just
4: yeah, were, we go back. Well, go ahead, go forward, <laughs> go, and go forward in time,
2: Christmas. and listen to our Christmas thing and about the like all the songs that I don't know that Derson talks about. And he you starts getting you mad. You know yeah.
4: this one. You know this one. I'm
2: Mad. I was like, okay. and then I spent the rest of the night. I wrote everything down and listened to them all. Stop, Stop it! <laughs> I, I didn't. I, I came down. I, I came downstairs and I was like, apparently, I've never listened to a Christmas song or a song in my life.
4: Well, I mean, that's, which is fine. I don't know why I thought everyone should listen to every Christmas song like I do, like an idiot. So
0: <laughs> World's smallest turkey. <laughs>
4: Who's oh we, got we covered too? we covered the waitresses, don't you worry. We oh, talked good. all about them. That was yeah. right at the top of my list. But uh I didn't I don't have the monkeys Chris's album.
0: Get it, you silly
4: bastard. It all came right. out when Peter was still
0: alive, so Yeah, it's his last recorded performance. Yeah. He does like uh Angels We Have Heard on High. Kind of depressing song, but there's uh pictures of him at the session and he doesn't he's real skinny. Jeez. So that was... Sad, I mean, it is.
4: sad losing all these people it really is i Very mean like sad. mike was 78 it's not i mean it's sad it's not a shock i guess but it, obviously it's sad but 78 i mean yeah, i was hoping you'd
0: have another couple years
4: to like just relax and not tour and just
0: make it to 80 or something but
1: make some videos on the well, ranch it's...
0: make some videos yeah. on the ranch <laughs> <laughs> is
4: like but it's kind of ranch. interesting i mean we were talking about this uh, yo and i were talking about this kind of recently with neo peer it was it he retired essentially and then didn't, you know, didn't get to enjoy it in a way, you know, like he died not long after, you know, like not being, like he wasn't touring and he's like, I'm going to not be a musician anymore. I'm going to retire. And then he died. Like, it's like, you know, like he was really enjoying himself for all intents and purposes. And then he passed away. on the other hand, at least he, had
2: a career that he enjoyed. He could have had a real shit job that he absolutely hated. Oh, of course. Retired, then died after that. Then that's a real tragedy. At least he got to see the world and do stuff.
4: No, you're I
2: mean, right. albums and tours, he was doing things that just like regular people don't just go do. So, I no, guess he had right. that. You no, know? I mean, not that you... the rest of his life was that that great. To be honest, but
4: <laughs> no, his wife and daughter dying. So... I mean, I guess it's just when I think about my goal in life is to retire. <laughs> like I want to be able to enjoy it. Like and like these these guys, but they were doing what they liked. So you're right. I mean, it's not tragedy. If you do
2: what is. you love, you don't work a day in life. Yeah, that's, that's crap. But you know, that's what... <laughs> I know everybody works. Everybody works well, a day
1: was, in their life. Uh, I mean, like I did, I hosted all these shows, years and years of Dick Dale coming to the Middle East, right? And. He was, like, really, really sick, like, the last few times he came through. But so he basically was touring to, like, pay his medical bills and relax a little bit when he was home. But he was like, I don't know anything else but being on the road. He's like, I'm literally going to die on stage or, like, I'm just going to die, like, playing till the very last day. And uh, I always liked that. I thought it was, like, kind of. He was like kind of a little bit of a crazy old man, like, just kind of yeah. to be like, "Why don't you just relax?" But be like uh, he,
2: Sandman, die on stage, right?
1: I mean, well, it's, like I guess
2: second. if that's
4: what you've been doing for your whole life or decades, Since you know what I mean? The, right? Fail. Like this is all yeah. you know. I mean, are we gonna? Maybe I'll die here in front of this microphone. I don't know. You know, maybe I'll just keel over. Wait till you finish editing it first. <laughs> Exactly.
2: I mean, and Nesmith didn't die of... He died of heart failure. So
4: right. it wasn't... It wasn't like drug
2: overdose. It wasn't like he had cancer that was coming to take him. But I mean, they must they must have known that they needed to get this done quick because he right. looked looked pretty bad. And he didn't sound good in a bunch of the stuff that... Well, as I think I was talking to you when when we were out at the uh, Cybertronic Spree show, and I was like, mm. they played... um. um Love Is Only Sleeping, and I was like, he didn't really, he kind of sing, talked it, and Mickey handled most of it. Um,
0: yeah, I think you keep up with the, the tempo.
2: No, yeah, he was always, he was like when you sang the 12 Days of Christmas, Durst, he wasn't singing in, <laughs> he wasn't singing in time. Well,
0: but he was doing that years ago, too.
2: Yeah, it, it always. I was like, man, it'd be hard to harmonize with him, because he's just got his own rhythm going.
4: Hmm. Wow. Well. I mean, maybe he's just like whatever. I'm 75 years old. I'll singing how I want. <laughs> yeah,
2: exactly. I watched a great interview with him just about music uh, that was done in like 2019. I'll try to find it. Um, you can probably just look up Mike Nesmith interview from 2019 and it'll pop up. It was really good. Maybe about a half hour, 45 minutes long, but uh, it's very insightful. And he he he. he he was an intelligent guy. knew a lot of stuff. There's
1: a, a lot of big older, words. Yeah, I, guess, words I don't everything. mean older. I mean like recent-ish uh, videos about um, his experience um, with the whole Beatles thing, day of the life, and and whatnot. Like he talks about that a lot in the interviews because people always ask him. Um, so people are interested in that. There's those are out there too. Very cool.
4: I think he was underrated and a, a very eclectic person, like he had quite a career, just like we talked about the movies the the show the like the the, to the public's attention
0: jack handy, deep thoughts with jack handy really <laughs> yeah, was, I, I think that was on television parts I think, he oh, the, I think, and he was boys with uh what's his name the the writer who did uh Hitchhiker's guide to the oh yeah
2: douglas adams he was he was working wow. he was the producers for the unproduced movie. Wow!
0: Hmm. Go back.
4: Listen to our hitchhikers Guide.
2: Quite a like. It's a... interesting to hear how many people that he knew or was friendly with, because he had like a friendship with like Harrison Ford and and stuff. And there's a story of him, of uh, Mel Gibson breaking down at the on the side of the road or something, and then this guy in a motorcycle pulls up next to him, pulls off his helmet, and it's Mike Nesbitt who offers to help him out. Oh
1: my God! I wonder if he wonder... was like. Who are you? And then he put his wool hat on after. <laughs> it so came up like, oh, in the, the helmet. Oh, uh, oh, And then oh, not oh, going off on a anti-Semitic yeah, go. rant. Yeah, he
4: probably did. I mean, although I have to say, that's we made it through this whole episode. That was the first ep-
1: reference to the wool hat.
0: Yeah, the wool hat is such a funny thing because he just showed up to the audition with it. With
1: <laughs> also a bag of laundry that he was going to do yes. at, at the laundromat close to the studio. Yeah, he didn't and, think
0: he was gonna get the job, so he's like, he, just gonna just gonna do my laundry and do this interview, do this audition real quick, and I'll be home. Yeah, old.
1: whatever. And then, but here's the other funny thing: he's the one that the only uh, monkey you guys probably know this, but the only monkey that actually saw the ad in the paper. And, uh, That's right. Responded yeah. To it. yeah.
0: Yeah, he had I a mean, wife he, and a young kid, and he just needed a job at that point. He was doing the he was like the MC at the Troubadour for like Monday night nannies, whatever they called them. It was basically an open mic. <laughs> Yeah. So we did that for a while and I he was can't kind of pay like a that local good. figure. No, yeah. I, mean, I wouldn't imagine. But um that's how we knew
2: like that him and Peter Tork had met
0: several yeah, times. Because yeah, he that. started like meeting people around town. And
2: yeah, like a thing. bunch of famous people like would were at those things.
0: Yeah, It was a, the place to be in nineteen sixty five or so
1: yeah and he knew but, Lennon, but you know he probably knew Nielsen too, and you know like the all those talented songwriters, like I like the idea of them all hanging out with Dylan or whatever you know what I mean, like they're just like, hey, yeah there right well, was uh
2: Mickey Dolan's was part of the uh Hollywood Vampires, which right. was like like Alice Cooper and like Ringo Starr. yeah, Harry I mean, like, yes.
4: that's the thing I mean they like people like, oh, the monkeys didn't. Yeah, blah blah blah. It's like I don't know were... when the
0: I don't know when the history got so like warped like that. Like I don't know. Right.
4: I don't know if it was like some people think it was like
0: Rolling Stone. Like, you know, when Rolling Stone became so popular in the late sixties, they were like sure. making a lot of jokes about how lame the monkeys were at that point. And it became like the go to you know, there was no internet. Right. It was like the go to news source for rock and roll at that point. And the monkeys were the uncoolest thing. But like, you know, I've had friends that never Bite like the monkeys and all my musicians' friends, and I try to turn them on to some of the stuff that I like. I'm like, wow, check this out. Do you know Jimi Hendrix opened for them? Do you know they wrote with uh, Harry Nilsson and, uh, you know, Carol, yeah. what's her name?
3: Carol Goffin, King. Carol
0: King. Yeah. yeah. Carol King, Neil Sedaka, and, you know, Neil Diamond, Neil Young played guitar on "You and I." Glenn
2: um, Campbell played on a bunch on. of
0: their stuff. Yeah, Glenn Campbell. They're all like, and Zappa was on the show. Yeah, all that, all that. They were like, you know, pretty big, pretty big deal at that point. And it,
4: yeah, it they went were. South. I know, <laughs> it was... like, it just kind of like the narrative became like, oh, they were this joke of a yeah. band or something but
0: and that's the big thing about you know all the monkeys fans on Facebook and Instagram are always I'm not a big proponent of this but they're like they have to be in the rock and roll hall of fame
1: oh yeah you see yeah. that on
0: like every everything
2: i mean yes. why
1: why not but also you know i think that like i kind of look at it like I was always kind of like an outlier in the things that I liked in when I was a kid, and I think that Doctor Demento describes my aesthetic pretty well. And like, monkeys <laughs> were a Doctor Demento kind of band, and I always just didn't give a fuck. Like, I love this stuff. I I love these songs. I love this show. You know. Yep. Yeah, I don't think Rock and Hall of Fame really matters. No, I don't no,
0: like. like it especially matter.
1: now, it since
4: matter. only Mickey's left alive, but like. You know, I mean, like I think, like they were in on the joke. You know what I mean? They used to joke about it a lot, so Everybody knows the monkeys don't play their own instruments
1: and all that yeah, stuff. That's like right. they were,
4: they they were in on the joke, and like it's it. That's all. I mean,
1: and to take and turn it a- and tour and make records and like, right? You know, that's like really the smart thing.
0: Yeah, I mean, Mike Mike was the one who kind of declared that they didn't play their own instruments in an interview. Yeah, I think, he's like, the, the one that battery. outed them. Yeah. <laughs> oh really? <laughs> Post or something? Yeah. And then he was like, "Wait a minute! Why is everyone shocked? It's like a TV show. You can tell we're not playing." Like, <laughs> like I, I guess I people could tell. People, people reported with genuine alarm that we don't play our own instruments. He's like, "Yeah, no, no kidding. We don't play." And I instruments can, show.
4: like, they just don't let me play, which is kind of that was kind of the thing, I guess. But yeah, I yeah. mean, yeah, I mean, go check them out if you're not a fan. Or if you're ever, if you're listening, which you're not again, um, yeah, go check out the. Well, go check out Pisces, I guess. Pisces, Grails, Capricorn, and Jones. I would say Pisces headquarters.
1: Yeah, definitely check those out. I mean, check out the other ones. There's a I'm lot of. i try necessary. the National Band country stuff. That sounds right up my Yeah, it's great.
0: Try that. Those, those first, all this good songs on all those albums. Some of you know it gets song? a little. It's a little I, uh, drags on a little bit, but it's it's good.
2: I really like um, "El Dorado to the Moon." I know that's not a first national or that's second national. One. I like what's that the,
0: song. What's the other one about? The Beatles. I remember you. Oh yeah, yeah. That's a good one. That video is great. You put that on a uh, little VHS tape, tape and stuff. Oh, you oh yeah. Okay. Yeah, I remember.
2: Used
0: to watch it all the time. <laughs>
2: Video Ch- was there one called chow and bowling i haven't like that was on the newer yeah. stuff album yeah
4: i remember control. that Total Total remember nez control. music yeah that's what Total i had him sign love machine
0: nice. that's what i had nez sign when i met him was my cassette cover of the newer stuff really yeah. and oh. monkey flips <laughs> <laughs> very well it said you could only bring two things. It was like you know you have to pay a hundred bucks, you have to be here at this time, and you can bring two things from the sign.
1: But you can it has to be bring three.
0: But then all these people in front of me had like ten things. It was gone. Oh yeah,
1: because yeah. uh, they just
0: don't motherfuckers. But they're should. they're treasures now. That that and my the pictures I have from that night are like some of like most possession. Yeah. That was
1: it made made me awesome. I was like, feel awesome to see that you got a chance to meet your hero there yeah it was I'm great really just to talk that. to him
0: and ask him a couple questions and just be face to face with your one of your idols, yeah so it's a definite like bucket list thing. I'm glad I did it, and sad he's gone, but probably better to not live with a bad heart for too long you know it's
4: yeah, that's it's, probably that's, true that's life and he had a great he had a great career and a great life, and he yeah he touched a lot of people, so obviously he touched all of us. Anyway, it's, yeah, go check out his movies. Check out his music. VideoRanch.com. I'm sure it's still up. All right. Still yeah,
2: it is. Yeah, yeah. so I he, went there. He, today. Have, uh, he has an Instagram account, video ranch Official, I think, and they were like live streaming parts of the farewell tour on certain nights. I watched like oh, cool. 25 minutes of one of the shows for free. Wow. You know, you
0: know what's funny about him too is that he loved World of Warcraft oh wow. <laughs> really <laughs> like 15 years ago he was always like playing that all night long i guess could, that's like, hilarious you could be out there and you never know that mike nesmus the uh the i character love
1: that i was love like... how techy he was, <laughs> he, Honestly, was. Yeah. he really was, he was really my god
4: that's, uh, that's hilarious all right well we're gonna wrap up i guess uh we're probably gonna keep talking but we're gonna stop recording now but thanks for listening everybody check us out leakpodcast.com or wherever you get your podcast. Yo, you got anything you want to hype up or websites or anything you need us to plug here? Oh, well, check out
0: monkeys.net, of course, for all the latest monkeys news. I guess that's probably probably about it. Just, you know, go on YouTube and search for Mike Nesmith interviews, solo stuff, monkeys clips, all that, you know. Get some new fans <laughs> to uh
4: celebrate to come celebrate. along. There. Celebrate so, yes. this guy's life. Yeah. No thank thank you, yo, for all the knowledge you dropped, really, you made this right. not sound so stupid. Uh, <laughs> there was finally someone else on
2: here that was at the same level of fandom as me that I could just be like, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes, yes. Mm, sure. you're,
3: mm-hmm. Mm, mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah. Yes. yes. what he yes. says. Yes. Mm-hmm. No, sir. Yeah. no, sir, I don't not like Not wash, <laughs>
4: but <hit wit. laughs> All right. Thanks for this, everybody. All right. <laughs> yes.
1: No heart is so no loss of lonely Nights of grace finally won the Happiness is all rolled up in you And now with you as inspiration I look toward a destination Sunny bright that once before was blue I have no more than I did before
3: But now I've got all that I need For I love you and I know
0: Tell you something else, too.
3: The same thing goes for Christmas.